Amen. I want to get a little crowd participation here right in the beginning. I'm going to ask you on three if y'all can read the sermon title with me, all right? One, two, three, read. Don't complicate it. One more time. What's it say? We can go home early now, right? Man, <laughs> we're just getting warmed up. It's good to see everybody. But I, I was thinking about this this week, just working and doing things and reading and praying. And I, I thought, how many know that life can get a little complicated at times? Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, deadlines, commitments, uh, personalities, different things like that. All those relationships, they get a little tweaky sometimes. Is that a word, tweaky? Yeah, a little tweaky sometimes? And, you know, have you ever asked somebody about the relationship that they're in or something? You get this. Well, it's complicated. You ever heard that? It's complicated. You know, a lot of times on some folks that have their Facebook or have relationships and married and not married and this and that. And then it's a, it's complicated. You know, aren't you glad that our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ does not have to be complicated? Amen. Amen? I could not find a Bible verse that says, look out, it's going to be complicated with Jesus. I mean, cover to cover, couldn't find it, you know? And that's, I think that's some good news. But, you know, I, I'm glad that it doesn't have to be hard. But Jesus did the hard part. And over and over and over, man, I think, man, I'm so glad that God made it simple. I think sometimes he made it so simple that we have problems with it. And I'm a simple kind of guy, you know? He says, what must I do to be saved? Believe. That's a big word sometimes, isn't it? Can we digest that? Well, take a look at this. If you don't believe me, we're going to put God's word in there. because I know you believe that. 1 John 5, 11 is where we're kind of jumping in, all right? And it says, this is what God has testified. This is the word of God. This is what God says, all right? And it goes on, and he has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Pretty straightforward, right? Why do we have such a hard time with that? Sometimes I just wonder. And I go, man, why do I make things tough? Because, you know, sometimes I want to put myself in the equation. Isn't that something? It didn't say nothing about I. It said he, you know. And uh, so I look at this and I say, man, isn't this amazing? This is the testimony that eternal life is found only in God's son. We don't have to look everywhere. We don't have to run all over the place. We don't have to. Well, what, what's your answer? What do you got? What are you doing? What's going on? God's got the answer and it's found in Jesus. I want to read that again. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. How long is that? Forever, 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 forever. He doesn't like giving it and take it back, does he? Well, you know, your hair was a little crooked today in church, man. You got you, y'all can't have you on the on the heaven team. That's not what's happening. Over and over, man, I think we try to add too much on our part and just let God do his part. So I hope today that this is a blessing because as we come into this week, as we celebrate Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus, and we're going to talk about, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I got some things that I want to share. And it's really amazing how applicable, how this was unfolding when the Lord was giving me the message right on time. How many know that we serve a right on time God? Sometimes we feel like he might be a little slow, but he's always on time, right? And guess what? It's better to go with him than go without him, isn't it? Oh, man, how many, has anybody ever done that? Come on, let me just pray for everybody. You know we have, we, we'll jump in and say, well, this is the way we're going to go. Lord, you're coming, right? Right? Instead of praying and saying, Lord, which way should I go? Or which way do you go? I'm going to follow with you. We just take off running, right? It's crazy, man. Oh, man, I had a, I had a friend of mine call me. Daryl called me yesterday, grandmama. And a friend of ours that's been through a lot of stuff. He said, I was going to call you last week, pastor. He said, you know. 
You told me when you first met me, you thought that the Lord had a call on my life. A friend of mine drives a truck and was, was hurt in a, uh, a, a bad incident, and he's doing better all the time, just praising God for it. And he's just got, y'all have seen him speak here a couple of times. It's been a while. Maybe we can get him back before too long. But he said the other day, he said, I went to a buffet about a Sunday ago. He said, I was sitting with all my friends. And he said, this lady kept looking at me. He said, brother, she was hawking me. Right? I mean, Daryl just gets down right on that level. He said, she was hawking me. And he said, I was talking, you know, I'm trying to not make a scene. I'm like, he said, the older woman dressed real nice, everything. And I was like, man. And she went over and she, she, put, she said, he, she touched me. She put her hands on my, but, but he said it was weird. He said, when the lady touched my, my back, it was just like, what's going on here? He said, yes, ma'am, can I help you? She said, aren't you pastor so-and-so? He said, nope. <laughs> she said, are you sure you're not never spoke at our church? She said, even your presence, when you speak, it sounds like that man that was speaking. He said, no, ma'am. He says, uh, he said, I know the Lord, and I, and I like to stand up for him and all that. And he says, but uh, did he do any good? <laughs> he said, he, he was a great speaker. He said, well, I'm glad to be in the same company as this guy. You know, there, he's fast, man. And she says, uh, well, what do you do? And he said, oh, well, I've been through this and that and all this stuff. And she says, uh, I believe the Lord has a call on your life. And he said, buddy, it's soon. And she said, I thought about us sitting out on the back of that truck when you told me that day. This is years ago. I said, man, I tell you, man, I think God's got something for you. I mean, he's got something for all of us. But my particular buddy, he's one of these guys. If you hadn't met Daryl, I'm going to have to get him back in here. He's just one of these guys. He's just a big guy. Uh, had a chance to, to sign up for the Redskins. Got right to the last thing. Got cut on the last deal. You know, I mean, this guy, is just, but he's just a general giant. But if Daryl told me, he said, no, you know you can run through that door. I'd be like, I, I don't know, Daryl. He said, no, look, you know, you look at me. You can run through that door. I said, okay, I'm ready. He's just one of those, you just like, yeah, I could do it, you know? And he teaches kids football and all this stuff. Well, anyway, this is where I wanted to get to. She said, well, you know, he said, you know, a friend of mine told me that. He said, but I, you know, I'm just, I'm just praying about it. And she said, he touched me again and walked out. She said, you can run as you want to, but God will get you. <laughs> and he said, man, I couldn't even sleep that night. <laughs> but then she said, you can run, run if you want to, but God is going to get you. Aren't you glad that we have a God that pursues us? Isn't that amazing? You can run, you can hide everything else. You can get up here like this. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. About, oh, yeah, okay, I need to speak about it. God's going to get out there out front. Tell people what I've done for you. That's amazing, isn't it? How often do you guys get to give your testimony? Take advantage of every opportunity that we can, you know, share those things as we can. But I want to jump on here today and just say, man, you know what, with, with Easter coming up and everything, it's a great opportunity to just give a clear presentation of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. We can take them right to the cross and love them where their heart comes to a place where they can look up to the Savior. Amen. That's what it's all about. And I pray that we can do that today. So let's jump in. And I think one of the first things, if you've got your handouts, we're going to go through three things here. There's always more, but I always try to just bring it down to about three so we can digest it. And I think one of the main reasons that things get complicated is we don't check things out. I mean, no, it's a good thing to check things out, right? Amen. Right? Read the fine print, right? <laughs> Assess your situation. Take a look at your situation. Have you ever, have you ever had anything that you, you sign up for and you think, man, this is good. This is great. And next thing you know, I remember one time, man, a friend of mine, we were going to go to one of these deals where, uh, you know, you listen to this little presentation and they give you like a big, you know, turkey and all this stuff. And, and that was back in the day. Now they give you a big TV and all this thing, supposedly. Well, I got broke in right. 
We went, I was so sure that I was going to get a big turkey. I even brought a cooler. I was the turkey. And they had a guy with diamond rings on. And he said, how can you not afford to do this for your friend here? Why, could, why couldn't you just buy this for your wife? Why couldn't you do this? I'm thinking because it's too much money. That's easy. Where's the turkey? Oh, man, then they moved in. They had the other sales guy come in, man. He's up there, you know. And I'm like, it was real easy for me. You know, sometimes it's hard. You know, man, maybe I should. It was real easy. You know why? I didn't have no money. I was had enough money to get the gas to go over there and get the free turkey. You know what I came back? With a lonely cooler. They said, we'll send it to you. And it was so amazing. They'd say, Johnny and Jim Johnson just bought a uh, condo. Uh, they're from uh, New York down here. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, they had it down. The pressure's on. And I'm sitting there thinking, maybe I can stay with them. <laughs> Maybe they got a turkey. I don't know. But what I'm saying is you got to check out the situation because I thought I was going to go over there and listen to the guy and say, thank you very much. I really do appreciate that. That's a nice diamond ring you got. I just need the turkey. But that wasn't the case. So I came back with a shovel lip, half a tank of gas, and an empty cooler. And I don't think they ever sent it to me, to tell you the truth. It's crazy. We need to make sure we take a look at the situation. Why is that situation any different than our own life? Take a little inventory in our own life. And I want to hit on a few things that we need to, to kind of take a little inventory today as we go through here. We need to look at our current situation with Christ. Amen. Now, here, here's the thing. We need to know that we're dead to, dead to sin. We're dead in sin, I think, was what I really wanted to put in there. And, and I thought I pulled this up in Ephesians 2.1. And it says, and you know, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. The Bible says, look, you were dead in your sins before Jesus came in. Why do you sin? Because you're a sinner, right? That's what he did. That was the whole deal. It, it, was, it was imputed to us. And see, a lot of times, we don't know we need a remedy until we find out we're really sick. You ever notice that? Have you, have you ever seen that? See, different times I've been out. I've been, I, y'all know my, my swimming stories, and I won't go through all the ones I've had, because I got new ones, too. I got plenty of them. You get out there, and we would go and do different things out there. Me and my buddy would get out there and say, hey, man, look, there's some girls at Buck Rock. This look cool. look like we can swim. I said, I can't swim. He said, me either. He said, we'll just go around a full foot, and we'll just kind of hover. We were out there like this. We're like this. I know I'm turning into this, man. Me and Beecham were out there. Me and Ryan. Like this. And we're standing up like this. We're back there. And people look at us. They're looking down. Ronnie they're looking. Ronnie had that long hair down here, right? Put that hair back. What is that? Like this. I tried to do that and all my did like that. He's back and we got out there. Me and Ryan got going back and we kept going back. And man, about the same time, we walked over a sand barge. Scared me to death. I jumped up on his head about drowned him. Man, get off me, man. And they're going. No girls that day. We came back out and I said, what was it? What was it? I didn't even know what it was, man. I, thought, I think I think it must have been, you know, Jaws or something, because Jaws had not been long out, man. I tell you what, I didn't even want to get in the tub for about a week after I saw Jaws. Y'all see that? It's real scary now they got this mechanical shark going. You go, what is that? I lost sleep over that? You know? Crazy, man. You know, Jesse's like, I don't want to watch out. You know, because kids now they got all this stuff. I'm going, man, I tell you what, I had to get permission to even go see Jaws, you know? You know, they got the red dye and everything. It's blood, it's blood. No, it's, just, it's out there. It's crazy, man. But you know what? Getting back to my deal, you got to realize that you need a Savior. 
But you think, man, I'm just, everything's going along, it's good. I said, so many times, I want to read a few things from my nose. I said, see, so many folks look at the world and say, man, I'm okay. Me and Ron thought we was okay. Until we got out a little bit too far. And I start going, getting up here. See, a lot of times we don't even realize how deep we're in sin. Because we're looking where everybody else does it. Everything else is the same. I mean, look at this. I mean, I'll tell you what, we are living in some crazy times. When you look at the presidential stuff and, and the folks that they think may win, they've got a 50 to 60% uh, ratio where people say, oh, yeah, we don't trust them, though. I would hate that. Well, well who are you going to vote for? What's it going to do? What's it going to do? To, uh, well, I don't know. Do, do you think this is a good kid? No, but I guess we had to vote for them. And it's not just one. It's like a lot. It's crazy, man. Crazy time. And then they, they, they separate. Look at all the division in, in, the, in the camps and stuff like that. Let me tell you something here. And I wish I could tell you something. A lot of times there's not much difference in the church sometimes. You know what? It's a shame. But I'll tell you what. I pray that through the message today we look that we unify. That we come alongside each other and say, yeah, we're not perfect, but Jesus is. Amen. And through him, I am. I am. I am what? I'm everything else he says that I am. And I tell you what, that's a good thing to know. But we got to realize that we need a savior. See, can you imagine? What's the old story? Y'all have heard that story many times. The guy's on the roof and the flood comes up, right? And he said, Lord, Lord, rescue me, rescue me. And he turns around somebody comes by on a boat. He goes, no, no, the Lord's going to save me. The boat moves on. They turn around and they go by and the guy comes back in a bigger boat. You know, oh, no, no, no. The Lord's going to save me. I got faith. Guy comes in a helicopter, right? Come on, get in there. Man, the Lord's going to send somebody. You know, I'm going to be all right. And then he drowns and he gets to heaven. He said, I thought you was going to save me. He said, I sent three people. We miss it sometimes, right? Who has God put in your life to encourage you, to, to grow you deeper in your faith? Who has God put in your life? that maybe you can mentor. Amen? Hands everywhere. People say, this one here, this one here. But we got to realize that. But if we continue to look at the world instead of the word, we're going to have a really skewed idea of what's going on. Amen? Got to keep the word open all the time. And we'll get to the remedy in just a minute. Let's keep on going. So what else? We got to realize that we're lost in the world. I knew that. I had that part figured out. How about y'all? I didn't understand. I didn't have a problem understanding that I had sin in my life. Had that down. Actually got pretty good at it. You know what I mean? And then I thought, but what's the remedy? What's the remedy? And the first thing we want to do is think the remedy is me. I'll do better. I'll fix it. I won't cuss as much. I won't yell as much. I won't steal candy from my brother. Or whatever, fill in the blank. I'm going to fix it. Guess what? You can't fix it. Anybody know they can't fix it? Guys are bad at this. They say guys are fixers. Denise came up here. She came here today. She said, my car was bucking when I came to came here to church. I said, I'll be right there. I went down there, Tim. And you know what happened? Tim got behind me and so did John Olive. said, we're going to fix that car today. We're ready. They said, where are we going? I said, I got the gadget in my truck. I could plug that thing in. Tell you what's wrong. That's right. I got it, man. I pulled up that boy. Get in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because you know why? <laughs> if mama's car ain't running good, it ain't going to be no peace in my house. I'm telling you. You can drive a truck. I ain't driving a truck. I want a car. It's like that just so. So we go out and I'm ready, man. I got lights and bells and stuff. And Tim, I said, you ready? John, get in. We're going around the block. The fellas are on a mission. Car rode like a Cadillac. I'm thinking, man, I wish this thing would mess up. 
Why? Because she's going to ask me what I did to fix it, and I'm going to say nothing. And it's going to do it tomorrow on the way to work, and I'm going to have to leave and go fix it. Right? But I was ready to plug in the answer. What would happen if we had a situation and said, man, we got a situation out there, and everybody grabbed the Bible. We're going with them. We're going to plug in with the Bible. I thought about that this morning. What's the situation? I don't care what the problem is. Jesus has a remedy in his word. Amen. So be praying about the car. All right. <laughs> lost in the world. We get lost in the world and we try to fix it with worldly things. We need godly things to turn around and help us out. Amen. I said, look at this. I said, we, we continue to look to the world for God-sized answers. And I said, the answers you find in the world at best are only temporary. Amen. We need to pray, Lord, be with those folks. Have you ever had this? I said, let's, let's take a look. I want to go through this a little bit. Because you look to the world for these answers, and you find out they really don't have the answers, right, if you think about it. Anybody ever been done wrong by the world? Hands, feet, eyes, everybody, all they're tuned in now. Because I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. This is us. And I thought, think about this. Temporary results. Let's just take, for example, a sports team. Man, this guy's the best. We're going to do it. Everything else, all he's got to do is get that field goal. Man, we got it. We're going to the playoffs. Chips it to the right. All of a sudden, they went, ha, 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 ha. What's your problem? That fast, boy, you go from the shoulders to the boots. Man, I got you up here. Ooh, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's get off my back, right? What are you doing? And then they think, oh, so-and-so got fired yesterday. I know one thing. If you're a football coach or a kicker, you better just have a, a backpack because they will just cut you loose in a minute. I can see it. Hey, honey, how you like school? Everything's good. Good. Daddy's going, I'm going to be playing today. Dad missed the kick again, Mom. We got to move. Hey, they fire you in a minute. Aren't you glad God doesn't do you like that? God doesn't change teams, doesn't change jerseys, doesn't change his mind about you. That's good. Let's go and look at a few more things. I thought, well, that's one thing. You know, great game. Everybody loves you. What about business? You ever seen, you see movies, you know people, they've made tons of money for a company. I mean, say just big business, they've done this and everything else. And you forget to dot an I or send an email and lose an account. <laughs> you think that box over there is big? That ain't nothing. They'll be taking all your trophies and everything, moving you. Yeah, yeah, buddy used to work here. Here you go. Yeah, that's great. I'll see you later. Right? Man, temporary. But you know what? We play into that. We give to that, right? What do we give? More time, more energy, everything else. So, so can, Dad, can we play some baseball? No, I got to meet and I can't go. Well, can we do this? No, no, little Johnny, I got to be over here. We need to set some priorities in our life. I'm not saying don't give all you can and do good work, but work as if you're working unto the Lord. But I know what? We need to draw those guidelines. We could be lost in all those things. What else? I thought about a few other things. This right here always gets me crazy. Do we need to turn that up a little bit, y'all, Cole? Can we flip it up a little bit? Just say the word if you need to. A buddy of mine, I might have shared this before, his mother-in-law had worked at, uh, at NASA for years. She worked out there before they had computers. His mother-in-law was the lady, she was the computer. She was doing longhand, doing the numbers, everything else. I don't know how long she worked there, worked there for years. And she got up in age and she had some, some difficulties and stuff like that. Ended up having breast cancer and this and that and different things. And, you know, they kept the insurance, they're paying for the insurance. She's on Medicare and all these different things. And my buddy come in and he says, I, I cannot believe this. I said, what's wrong, man? You know, we prayed about this every day. They told my mother-in-law, basically, 
you've outlived your coverage. I said, well, wait, no, no. I mean, just for this year. He said, forever. They're not paying for mom no more. So he had to come home and they had to try to cover it the best they could themselves. How does that happen? Right? I'm just hitting you with some reality stuff because I want you to see how temporary the things are in the, are in the world. My mom had an insurance policy. I'll just tell you this. A $1,200 insurance $1,200. They won't even put sheep on, 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 the, on the dog on the headstone. They won't even put the initials on there for that. $1,200, right? And, and about six months ago, they sent a thing. She had this thing for like 35 years. She had paid on it and everything, probably a nickel a day or whatever, right? $1,200, which, you know, that's good. And we got a thing, and Mom said, you need to read this. And I read it, and we looked at it and read it, and said, we no longer honor this policy due to the date. And it was one of these, like, should have been a forever thing. I mean, she had paid and this and that forever. I guess forever is different than eternity, right? I didn't think so. God says eternity, right? And turn around, and this is what they said. If you do not write back, write back, not just call, you need to write back. Um, if you write back within 30 days, you'll get $686, and this will terminate the policy, and this will be it, and we're done with you. If you do not do that, you get nothing. That's amazing, isn't it? So I had to write this out and everything. So not only did she carry this policy all these years, pay this stuff, do exactly what they said, well, she's going to be 87 next week, praise God, right? When you're getting into the wee hours here, they go, uh, yeah, we ain't going to pay you nothing. Uh, if you don't write this back and we're only going to give you half anyway. How does that happen? But we, we, looking at me too, we buy into all this stuff. It's insurance. I'm sure there's some good policies. I'm not saying you don't need it, but I'm just saying, read the fine print. You, you, we need to study. We need to assess the situation, don't we? We need to see what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what. If you want to know about something that's going to be forever, dig into the word. Dig into the word of the Lord. God's not going to turn around and you get to page 36 and go, I don't love you no more. I read it from cover to cover. We win, right? We win. Let's keep on going. But I, I just wanted to kind of look at a few of those things firsthand. These are people I know. These are people, these are things that happen to people that we rub elbows with. This is our family. These things, and things just change. Aren't you glad God doesn't change? Take a look at your situation. Make sure that we know that we're plugged in with the Lord. Sometimes, you know what, we get so far out of whack, we don't even realize that we're trapped and entangled. You ever see that? It's amazing sometimes. There was a, there was a story. Man, I wish I'd have reread that. I, I looked at it, and I said, I remember that story. There was a story about monkeys. And these monkeys, they would go and put their hand in this pot, and they, they would try to get a banana out or something like that. And that's how people were catching them. They would never let go. So if they'd let go of the banana, they could pull their hand out of the, the little jar. But they wouldn't let go. There's so many things that we still hold on to the world and it drags us down, amen? What is it that God's showing you? Let go. Let's keep on rolling. So we don't even know that we're trapped in time and sin. We get so comfortable in sin. We do. We can. And, and let's just be honest. We don't do the sins we don't like. We do the sins we do like. Right? But God has a remedy and his name is Jesus. And I tell you what, we need to be on our... our, our, our uh, P's and Q's and listening and looking and being led by the Spirit because that devil's a smooth operator. Now, I'm not going to give him any more credit than anything. But I tell you what, 
if he can get you over a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, and edge you over here to thinking that you are the answer instead of God is the answer, you're going to find out you got the wrong answer. The answer is Christ. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? I said, you know what? We need to cling to the word, cling to the Lord, and receive his forgiveness. How many know God is in the forgiving business? Anybody heard that before? It's not the first time you ever heard it. How many of y'all believe that God's in the forgiving business? I think that's a good answer right there. Let's keep on rolling. But sometimes we'll walk around, as Christians walk around, you wouldn't think that God's in the forgiving business. All like this. Oh, man. I really blew it. I did this and everything. Well, ask the Lord for forgiveness. Keep on rolling. And let's keep moving on. Because you know what? We need to receive what God gives. Amen. I said, think about this. What does he give? He gives us freedom. Christ bought our freedom. And, and it wasn't free. It cost, of course, the Lord everything that he had. He gave his only son. And, and he gave him freely and fully to us. Look at this here. I'm going to take a look at this. Romans 6.14. So sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Somebody ought to say amen right there. That is powerful, man. Look at this. Instead, right, you live under the freedom of God's grace. What do you think about that? I'm going to tell you what, that'll make your bathroom scale 10 pounds lighter from not carrying all that, that grief around. Over and over, man, God is just showing us how much he loves us. And guess what? That brings peace. I've got a scripture. I don't have it up here, but I, I'd like y'all to take a look at this. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And I thought about this. Me and Ms. Debbie was talking about this. I said, how much do you focus on the peace that God gives us versus the problems that the world promotes? Mmm. Come on now. You know he can flip on that TV. I'm going to give me a drink on this one of water. Angela talked about it before. I could see it in my own life. I could see it. I could tell when Denise was listening to talk radio and when she's not. Because it starts getting on, getting in our minds. Right? And the next thing you know, we, we're all wrapped around. We become part of the story. You know? And if you're listening to the news, how many? Is there much good news out there? It's not reported much. I'm sure there's good news out there. But I'm going to tell you what. We get and listen to that. And next thing you know, man, your lip gets stiff, your back's all tightened up and everything else. You're thinking about buying more handguns and everything else, barricading yourself in, and then you come out of there. I wish they would. It's just the way we're wired. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If we renew our minds with the wrong thing, we're going to get the wrong answer, right? You think about that. Anybody love exercising? If you do, I'm going to pray for you. Because that's not natural. <laughs> but, you know, I try to exercise, do ride my bike and different things. And I got to get my mind right, boy. I got to look at that finish line. You know, I got to go, ooh. Because if not, I'm going. See, I like the type of stuff, the equipment that you get on, and it counts the numbers down. Does that make sense? <laughs> Think about it. Not, I'm on a bicycle, and I'm going, I'm going, I've been on this for 38 minutes. I like to start it. 20 minutes, and they go, I only got two minutes to go. It's, it's all right here. And I'm telling you, man, I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm thinking, okay, if I got to be on this thing 20 minutes, that means five rocking songs, and I'll be good. And I can't, I can't have none of this. I mean, I need, I'm trying to keep it, I'm ready to go. Man, I got to keep my mind on that thing. Because you know it plays a part. It really does. And then you get on the new scale that somebody bought, and that thing lies. I said, this is no fair. She said, it's probably off. But 10 pounds? 
10 pounds? How can it be off 10 pounds? That's no fair. As I go, I said, I still got gravy on my face. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with this problem? Yeah. Oh, man. Look, next time we buy a bathroom scale, get all of them out. Get the one that weighs the less, and I'll buy that one. That's what I used to do before they got all digital. 212.8 pounds. 209.2 pounds. You know, my buddy had a new motorcycle. Brought it over yesterday, man. That thing is bad. He said, man, this thing will go zero to 100 in just a few seconds. I said, I got a bathroom scale. Do that. <laughs> Boom, two on it. He said, you ain't right, boy. <laughs> I tell you, I said, I said, and I won't even get hurt. My feelings get hurt. <laughs> but I don't tell you what, man, Leah Lynn had that big motorcycle. Man, this thing go up to 100. I said, man, don't ride that thing at 100 miles an hour. Boy, I need you, you know. And he, <laughs> I got to throw this in. And, and he loves to ride fast, right? And he went and get a physical a while back. And they told him, said, sir, your, your cholesterol's up a little bit. And this is up a little bit. And he said, I drive way too fast to worry about that. <laughs> Give me another barbecue. Maybe he's got it figured out. But I'm going to tell you what, man. Let's get back on here. You know, we're under that freedom. And he has a choice. He has choices. We all have choices. But I know this. As we spend time with God and we take on that nature even more, you know, if anybody being Christ is a new creation, right? But we still need to renew this mind. Your brain doesn't get saved, right? Your spirit does. Your brain's still out there. It's still down there at the Buckrow Beach doing the swim out there at the four foot, you know? And I know your body doesn't evidently get saved because it's wearing out, man. It's crazy. But let me tell you what. The thing that's going to last forever, the spirit that God has in you, is going to last forever. So why don't we tune that thing in? Tim said something today, and I had to turn the radio down when we was in Denise's car. He said, they got a new app. What is it called? Some tune the radio thing you told me? Tune in radio. Tim said they got an app now that you could tune in to any radio station that has some type of internet, you know, promotion. You can get anything like that. You got to tune in. I thought I was walking back. See, a lot of times I just got that stupid look. I'm really thinking. I'm going, you're probably going, what is he doing? I'm thinking, man. I'm always thinking about something. I said, isn't that something? We got an app like that too for life. It's called the Bible. Yeah. It's good stuff. You know what? You don't have to worry about somebody taking a picture of you or recording something or anything like that. It's good. You don't have to worry about recharging it. You just need to recharge yourself. Open the Bible, right? We got an app for that. It's his story. It's his word. Amen? It's good stuff. And that promotes peace in your life. How many people like peace in their life? I thought everybody would say that. So, yeah. You, you, might, you might be a little slow on that until you don't have any peace in your life. And you go, I just want peace. I just want peace. What else? How about this? What do we find? We find God's love. Let's take a look at this. I said, are you receiving God's love in every area of your life? Do you know just how deeply God cares for you? I said, let that wash over you a little bit. You know? It's, it, it makes all the difference in your life when you know how much God loves you. Amen? It really does. It makes all the difference in your family's life when you know God loves you. On your workplace, right? Because if you don't think God loves you, you're going to have a shovel lip. You're going to think, well, gosh, I don't know if he loves me or not. Maybe he does, maybe he don't. Isn't that something? That's, 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 I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like Maybe I am, maybe I'm out. Maybe I am, maybe I'm out. I tell the guys at work this all the time. And usually, usually, thank God I have a pretty good attitude. Even when things are not the greatest, 
I'm not going to say I don't get down because I do sometimes, but I try not to stay there. And they go, man, you, you got a pretty good attitude about that there. And, you know, this and this. And sometimes they even try to nudge it. Yeah, I can't believe they did you like that. Now what you going to do? They want, they want to say, man, yeah, I can't believe they did you like that. They go, you know, you're like, oh, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the way it goes. But, you know, you look at that. And when we realize the peace and the love that God has, and we realize that we're working for Jesus, it really don't matter, does it? I don't like the way I get done sometimes. You don't like the way you get done sometimes. But I'm going to take a, 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 a little excerpt from Tanya's book that uh, she shares from time to time. Words of Wisdom by Tanya. When we were doing different ministry things, she don't think I listen. I'm actually listening. When we would get wounded in, in, in doing things in ministry and church and stuff like that, and we riding home and we talking and bouncing stuff off Tim, she said, let's just remember, let's not do people like we've been done. Oh, that's hard to swallow. You know, because you want, you want to retaliate, boy. And, and she says, you know what? We're not going to do that. Okay. And you know what? When this comes up and we're in a position, we're going to bless people. And that's what we try to do. But, but you know what? Sometimes it's hard because you, you just go, but I'm hurt, but I'm wounded. That's when you want that peace. That's when that love that you know passes all understanding. And I will tell you this, just like I said, sometimes people try to egg you on when you're down. How do you know that? Because misery loves company. And, 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 and you know it's true. They say opposites attract. I think, I think misery loves company too. Because all the time you'll just see some, you'll find people to just turn around. You can get people get mad and they ain't even got any skin in the game. Can you believe they did that? Can you believe? Boy, I tell you one thing. If they did me that way, what are you going to do? Right? Get down about that. Instead of saying, you know what? Well, you know what? We still got this going on. Try to find the, find the, the good in that stuff. But see, it just seems like somebody will always, not only that, you ever notice this? If you got a situation, and I'm not saying you can't share things with people, but what happens a lot of times is, how many know what a topper is? A topper is somebody has got to top whatever you're going through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you work with them? If, if you got a stump toe, they lost a limb. If you lost a limb, you know, whatever. If you shot a deer, Jeff, at 60 paces, they shot three at 70. You know what I mean? They got, they just got to be, they got to be. If, and it doesn't even matter if it's worse because if you're sick, if you got a runny nose, they, they, they got bronchitis. Why is that? I mean, they just, oh, that's terrible. Like, that's going to help you. You know? I, I, I don't know, I don't know why that is. But what I'm saying is so many times it's so true. And we need to be thinking about how can we bring out some gold in those situations? And it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I'm not saying the situations that you're going through are not true and not hurting and everything else. We all go through some things like that. But I'm going to tell you what. We need to receive what God gives. Does God give grace? Absolutely. Does he give mercy? Absolutely. But that's just for you, right? It's not for your partner that you work with, right? It's not for your wife, right? It's only for you. It's not for your husband. No. It's for us all. And we can be that canister. We can be that bucket of grace that pours out on people. But I tell you what. You can't pour out what you don't pour in. Amen. We got to be filling up on that. But today, if nothing else off the slide, I hope that we realize that we need to be in a place to receive. Now, I don't know about this. I don't know. Angela spoke on this one time. I go, oh, my gosh, you're living my life. I don't know if you all remember this. How many people have ever given somebody a compliment and they refuse to take it? Anybody get a ride home? <laughs> you're beautiful. Yeah, but I don't like this the way it's fitting. If you told me I'm beautiful, I'll be like, really? 
can you sign this? <laughs> but it is. And I don't know what it is. It seems like, I don't know, I don't want to get into trouble on this. It seems like as women, sometimes they don't, they don't want to receive that. Guys, they'd be like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> if one of the guys tell me I'm beautiful at work, I'm going to say, I ain't working with him. You know, <laughs> I don't, that's not what I'm saying. But could you say, hey, man, you're doing a good job. Dude. That's awesome, man. That's great. Can you take that? Can you receive that? We got to be in a place where we can receive that stuff. Because you know what? And I understand so many times nowadays, people think you want something. You know, if I see, and I got to be real careful with, if I say something to a lady, something like, I don't want to think I'm some weirdo. Usually if I'm going to be nice or something like, I bring in my wife and family in the situation. How you doing? Well, that's nice. That's really good. I appreciate you helping with that today at the credit union. This is really good and all that. They go, well, thank you. I don't think, hey, your hair looks great. Can I get a free loan? You know, no. But there's things that we can do and pass on as God turns around and shares things in our life. Isn't it amazing just how much God has for us to receive and how little we take off the table? Think about that. I love eating, as y'all know. And we got some great cooks around here. I'm going to tell you what. I had some cookies the other day. There's cookies, the preacher cookies. I ate all of them that I could eat. They ate them at my house, and I took some to work. And they said, man, they, they made these for you at church? I said, they say they love me, but I think they're trying to kill me. <laughs> That's what I told him. They said, well, if they do, can they keep the cookies coming? That's the guys I work with. Yeah, could you bring one more batch? They love them things, you know? And I put them up there by my desk. I say, hey, if y'all want some of these, you can have some of these. They said, aren't you going to eat any? I said, I've been up for about a day and a half eating all the sugar. I'm good. I love it. But somebody else eat them. You know, it's good. But so many times, think about what's left on the table. I can't imagine that amazing banquet dinner. In, uh, in our house, we have a picture um, we had for a long time of like this beautiful setting, this table and God's hands out here. You know, all the welcome and stuff like that. I love that picture. I'll tell you where I got that picture. This picture meant so much to me. I bought it at a used tire shop. I saw it. I said, that's a cool picture. You know, you think you got to go somewhere fancy to get all this stuff? I just said, can we just put it in a nice little thing? It just really spoke to me that God is so welcoming. I think about that when I go to grandmamas and Jimmy's, right? Jimmy stays up all hours of the day and night cooking. <laughs> you better say something right there, Jimmy. Because <laughs> you've been working so No, man, it's crazy. It's good. You know, I go by Miss Georgia's house and say, well, you want something to drink? You want something to eat? You want I think I don't want to go home. Right? Anywhere. These ladies are amazing, man. Turn around, Miss Karen. I'm talking. We're talking about everything. I'm getting ready to go. She said, would you like some dinner? I'm like, it's 9 o'clock. I'll fix you some. I was like, I know one thing. I will never starve with y'all, and I appreciate that. But they're just so given, you know? And grandmama, I don't care if it's her birthday or whatever, everybody's there and everything like this, and she somehow she'll hear one of the kids do this. Let me get that tea for you. Let me, you need some more ice? You need this? I'm like, grandmama, easy. Easy. And I know it's con contagious, and because Alexa's about the same way. She'll get everything, she'll put everything out on the table, and I was like, what are you going to eat? You know? At my house, you got to start eating when you start getting it because Sasha will come over and want something, my dog. You know, and, 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 and you know, Alexa's over here. She's like, I'm just waiting for everybody. I go, oh, okay, I guess we're going to wait for everybody. <laughs> and then she's like, would you want anything else? I say, like, I just want to eat. <laughs> Let me eat, you know. She like, can I get you something? Can I get you something like this, you know? Man, but see, are we receiving that? You think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. That's just that gift of uh, hospitality, and it's such a bless blessing to be a part of that. And people share that because they care about you. And they, and they want to give. And you go, man, 
That's is great. But think about the table that God sets before us that we can come boldly to the throne of grace. You know, we laugh and we have some good time and tell some stories, but I'm trying to, to, to get that in your mind. In everyday life, God is willing for you to receive some great things from him. It doesn't always have to be at the table, at the food or this or that. Maybe it's in the line at food line. Maybe it's at the line at the bank. Maybe who knows where it is. But there's things out there that God wants to, to give you and, and share with you. And he wants you to be a blessing with other folks. Receive the good stuff from God. Amen. Because God's in the restoration business. How many know he's in the restoration business? Mm-mm-mm. How many people like fresh starts? Man, every time I hear that, I think about a friend of mine's mom. I told this story before. We used, one of the favorite things I used to love to do, even as a grown-up, is play hide-and-go-seek. When's the last time y'all played hide-and-go-seek? I'll do it right now. <laughs> no, I just love it, man. I just love it, man. We run. And then, then later on, then I couldn't get to the base in time, you know. It used to be, okay, yeah. But my buddy's mom, and I thought she was older then because we were like 20-something. She's like in her 60s, but she was in good shape, man. She said, I want to play. Put her cigarette out. <laughs> I want to play. I'm thinking she wants to play. Come on. That woman would throw an elbow on you, man. You're trying to get back to the base. Woo! He said, don't touch my mom now. I said, man, your mom hit me. <laughs> She'd get out there like this. there. She would get down in between. I mean, she would lay under a car. She'd be out like that. I said, I think your mom's under the car. I said, my mom ain't under, your mom's under the car. <laughs> Looking like that. Whew, mama done the roll. Tuck, shoo, 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 shoo. I'm free, and you tag her, she I want overs. <laughs> overs? I want to do it again. I want a fresh start. Every time I think about fresh start, my buddy's mom wanted overs. And guess what? She got overs. <laughs> my said, mom's, mom's playing, just let her play again. You know? But that's amazing. Some of those crazy stories. There's a sermon in everything we do. There's a fingerprints of God in everything we do. And even the things that are tough sometimes that we go through. God is still working in that. It's just amazing. When we think, man, I thought it was going to go this way. I thought the cart was going to go this way. But it went that way. It's okay. God's in control. Let's keep on rolling. How many are going to be looking uh, to have their receiver working real good from God this week? Everybody. So if we do, guess what? You can be of good cheer, amen? I love these pictures, Miss Tanya Pines. She takes a lot of time with that. She does a good job. So what do we want to do? I said, Jesus overcame the world. We should be the happiest, most joy-filled folks you can find. How many know a bunch of Christian folks? Look around right here. How many know a bunch of joyful Christian folks? Yeah. How many know some people that you're not sure that they know the Lord, not because of anything else and that's their own thing, but they got a lip that looks like a snowplow? <laughs> you know? I work with some guys, man. There's one guy I work with. He comes in, and he is not a morning person. He's got his little Playmate cooler, and he's got a glass of milk, and he keeps a little piece of plastic over it with a rubber band. Every day I work with him 20-some years. I say, hey, man, what's up? What's going on? I said, you're that old man, right? And you see on the cartoons, get off my grass. You know, get off my grass. Yeah, he come back. We have a meeting, 715 meeting, everything over there. I said, well, what do you think about this? What do you think? I said, he goes, get off my grass. <laughs> I guess it's been a long night at his house. I don't know. 
But you know, I'm not saying you got to be, oh, hey, I'm Johnny's sunshine. Everything's good. Hey, how you doing? That's great. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all right. They cut my leg off, but it grew back. I'm all good. I'm not saying that. But man, can't you find a little bit of joy in the situation? You know what I mean? Goodness gracious. Man, it's just amazing, man. So we want to promote harmony. How do you do that? Tell them about Jesus. Be a mirror of Christ to them over and over. Then he's going to say, well, if you could walk that good, you could cut the grass. <laughs> oh, oh, man, I got to walk. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's serving today or something else. <laughs> promote good cheer. Be a good cheer. Promote harmony. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Look for ways to build up instead of digging in deeper, man. I know we get tired, but keep looking up. Can we just promote? And, and how, how nice is it to get a phone call and just say, hey, man, I was thinking about you today. How you doing? Hey, just see what's going on. Throw somebody a text or something like that. Let them know that they matter. You know those blessing bags? One of the big things in that thing says, I just want to let you know you matter. You matter. Man, when you know that your Heavenly Father, Lord of all creation, we were singing, man, Hosanna. Man, rescue us, save us. Man, God is sinning. Get excited about that. Not just this week, but every day. Let's keep on going. And what else? Share godly insight. How do we do that? Better be in the word so you can pass it on. When I counsel people, I guess that's what they call it. I say I'm not a counselor, but I just try to encourage people from the word of the Lord. I try to give them the information that God's given us. Just be that conduit. You know? Well, what do you think? I think we ought to open the Bible. Well, what do you say? Let's see what God says. You know? I tell people this all the time before they get married. Where's God at in this situation? Where's God at in the equation? What's the plan? How, how, how are we going to do that? You know, I think about this good insight. I was talking about different things. How many people still get the newspaper? I think my mom's the only one, right? Y'all get a newspaper? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Newspapers high, man. They charge me like $85 every couple of months on this thing. You know? It's, well, I don't know. Y'all got a deal. You need to hook grandma all up. But uh, the, you need to fix your grandmother up. But, uh, or just bring the paper over later and save all that. You know? Hey, say, my mom will read it and then she'll forget it. She'll read it again. She'll forget it and read it again. God bless her. I said, any good news? She said, I don't know. I ain't read the paper. I said, you've been through it three times. She gets back in. But then when the Redskins are playing, she's got it tuned in. Did they get rid of RG3? I said, about a year ago. Yeah. But look at that. Just take the time it takes to read an article. I don't know. How long does it take you to read the paper? Five minutes, ten minutes, just kind of peruse it. Do you take the same amount of time in God's Word? How long does it take you to check your email? Can you take the same amount of time in prayer? You see where I'm going with this? Think about that. I bet you we would be amazed, and I'm speaking to me and preaching to me first, if we kind of just journaled a few things, the amount of time that we don't spend with the Lord. Man. How many people say, well, I just prayed the whole way to work. Good thing I seen you drive. You know? Other people probably praying when you're going to work too. Yeah. Yeah. I do got to share this. How we look. Oh, we look, we're looking good. I tell you what. I was praying one morning going to work. Some of y'all heard this, but this is crazy. This is things that happened in my life. I'm going to work, and it was, when it was, this was a couple years ago. And I see people right before I go in the gate over there going down with Creek and going. And I see a guy with a red hat leaning over like this, about this big, about this tall, like this. And I see people slowing down, and they ride by him. And I'm going on their way up there, and they ride by him. And I said, Lord, I can't believe they won't give the man a ride. I said, Lord, 
If you want me to give him a ride, you just protect me and I'll give him a ride. I was getting boy, I'm ready. Got up there, the light shined on it. It was two bags of leaves and a McDonald's cup. <laughs> I really think I heard the Lord laugh. I said, Well, I was willing. You know, isn't that crazy? You know, but I was in the mind of prayer, man. I said, Lord, you know, and Denise gets mad. I used to pick up people all the time. She said, don't do that. This happened too. I picked up a guy. I didn't want to pick him up. He made me pick him up. He said, how's that? The guy said, hey, I need a ride. I said, well, and he got in the back of my truck. And he had a bicycle and he put his bicycle in the back of the truck. And I said, I'm not going that far. He said, it was farther than where I was. So I go and I'm kind of looking. I'm like, well, you know, whatever. He's in the back. I'm going. I go down Mercury. I mean, go down uh, Armstead. Go by the cemetery. He's in there. Turn right there at uh, uh, IHOP. <clears throat> Made the light. I get down to around the space park. And I see a cop go by. I'm thinking, help me. And I look. And the guy is not in the back of the truck. I go, oh my God, I killed somebody. I don't even want to get in there. I'm just talking to the Lord. I said, I don't even know where he's at. I'm going like this. Back and forth like that. I'm driving. I go, my God, where's he at? I get to the light. I jump out. <laughs> and the guy goes, hey, <laughs> what are you doing? He said, I just saw the law over there. I hid from him. I don't know if you're supposed to have people in the back of your truck. I'm thinking, oh, why'd you get in my truck? <laughs> Scared me to death. I'm going down the road. He jumps in my truck. All I saw was the 10 seed speed bicycle wheel going like that. I done killed him. He must have got it. He must. I'm thinking, I got to go back to IHOP. I'm looking in the median. I'm looking back here, man. This gets laid down, tucked down. I'm thinking, now, now I'm thinking, I'm probably carrying a fugitive. This is not good all the way around, man. This is crazy. As my mom always says, honey, this could only happen to you. I got one more that has nothing to do with this. I just want you to pray for your pastor. I pulled my truck up the other day, right? Real close to my mom's rose bushes. And I go, I got to take the trash out. So I take the trash out. And my truck's got these big bumper things on it. And I'm going past them. And I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to get by the, the rose bush. And when I get it right here, my keys in my pocket are sticking out like this. Grab the front of that thing. Almost snatched my drawers off. And right when that happens, Whoa! and my neighbor goes, hey, how are you doing? I'm going, hey, how you doing? I could get hurt just dumping trash. It's crazy, man. That's why I talk about the peace of the Lord. That's why I need to love the Lord. My mother-in-law's going, how did you do that? I don't know. You know? And I walked in, and mom said, you look like you're limping. I said, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Man, crazy things happen. There's enough things in life that are complicated. You don't have to make the gospel complicated. Amen? That's the truth of it. Share godly insight. Don't park so close to the rose bush. That's the tip of the day. Let's keep on going. I said, love others like the Lord loves you. Man, I don't know if I was ready to love that guy that stowed away in the back of my car like that. But I was actually so excited. Spit bubble. <laughs> so excited. When that guy came out of there, I thought he's alive. You know what I mean? I go, man, hey, okay, man, that's good. Okay, just get, just get out. Here's your bike. You know? Man, have you ever been in that situation where you're scared? Maybe it's not something just like that, but when you're scared, you're just, you're just scared. I mean, I, I'd already, I'm, I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking, I don't even know what size jumpsuit I'm going to wear. I mean, I was gone, man. I'm thinking, that's it. I'm going to jail. Can you imagine them telling you, I was just riding along, the guy jumped in my truck, and then he just fell out. I don't know what happened to him. Right. 
Sure he did. Yeah, I can say that. Did you know that he was a, you know, this, that, or no, I didn't know. But you know what? Was I loving him like the Lord loved him? I was figuring out all these ways not to give him a ride. And, and I'm not saying you pick up people everywhere you go. Please understand what I'm saying. But you know what? I did rejoice when I saw him pop out of that thing. <laughs> He's alive, right? How much more should we be excited about what we're going to be celebrating this next week? A risen Savior. He's alive. You know, just like I, I didn't even have this plan, but just like when I look back there and I said, oh my gosh, he's gone. This guy is gone. You know, the fear that gripped my heart. I felt responsible. And this is going to be a good sermon. God just pulled, pulled this right around. Think about that. Think about the disciples. They probably said, man, we, maybe we should have been there. Maybe we should have helped. Maybe we should have not arrived. You know? Maybe we shouldn't have done that. I can just see, well, maybe, you know, it's your fault, Jerry. It's, no, it's, it's, it's grandma's fault. It wasn't my fault. It's her fault. His, the blame game could start all those things. But, man, that was on Friday. Sunday morning was coming. And just like that guy popped out in the back of my truck, God popped out and sits on the right-hand side of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He's risen. Let me tell you why. That is just an amazing, amazing truth. Everything we believe, everything we do, every prayer that we pray is hinged on this. If he didn't, if he didn't rise from the dead, we have nothing. And like I say every every Easter Sunday, I said, you know, that angel didn't roll that stone away for Jesus to get out. He rolled that stone away so we could see him. And I pray today that you look deep into the message right here that the Lord's given us and be a good cheer. Be a good cheer. I'm going to finish up. Pretty much where we started. Right on around. Don't complicate it. Why don't you all to read this with me? We'll start on three. One, two, three. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. Amen. Is that good news or what? I don't know any better news than that. But a lot of times we forget. We say, no, I never forget. You know how I know we forget? Because we don't always choose the right way. But that's okay because God doesn't forget his promise. He doesn't forget the grace that he has for you. He doesn't forget what he's given you. He's given you eternal life for his son. We may forget and, and, you know, go on about our business and do it our way sometimes. Not include God in in things until we just get overwhelmed. But I'm going to tell you today, don't make it complicated. There's nothing complicated about salvation unless you make it that way. Believe it, receive it, celebrate it, and share it. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much that you don't make things complicated. I know in my life I have complicated most everything I've tried to do. And Lord, I know I'll probably give you a few good laughs along the way. But I tell you what, I'm so grateful that you never give up on us. I'm so grateful that as we think about what today means, this week as we come to a time to think about the suffering that you went through for each one of us. You left nothing undone. So if you're here today, first, I want to say don't complicate it. Next, I want to say assess your situation. Are you sure you're going to heaven? 
Do you know Jesus died for your sin? Do you know that he's the way, the truth, the life? There's only one way to heaven is through him. You know, a lot of times people don't want to talk about it, but I want to talk about it because if you reject the only way to heaven, you send yourself to hell. If you reject the only way, there's no other place but hell. But you know what? Thank the Lord. He made it clear. He made the path so brilliant and bright. All we got to do is believe. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Man, man, he has given us eternal life and his life is in his son. I pray if you're here today and you say, man, buddy, I've, I've complicated some things. You just don't know how complicated I've made them. I know this. It's not too complicated for God. It's not too far gone that God doesn't say, come on back to me. We have a God that pursues us, just like we were talking. You can run, but God will catch you. Wouldn't it be amazing if you ran into the arms of God instead of running away from the heart of God? I pray today, if there's someone here that does not know you, Lord, that today's the day they call on your name and say, Lord, come into my life, forgive me of my sin. Today, let's meet more of you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. I got another story for you on the way over here. Me and Jesse went to-